Hello, hello, hello. This is Tooth Be Toad. We are back. This is Dr. Walter Aka. Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And Dr. Gary Dennis. Greetings and salutations. So, Dr. Dennis, I want you to let us know. What, what, you know, we haven't been on for a while. And I want you to let, let, let our listeners uh, know, like, basically what you thought had happened with the podcast and with you. I, I honestly thought that these guys got fed up with me showing up late, <laughs> not, not knowing the topic we're talking about, <laughs> and, and decided to uh, ban me from the podcast <laughs> and not, not invite me to join uh, for like three months. I thought, I really thought that they just <laughs> had been doing podcasts and not, not asking and then, and then not posting them <laughs> to despite <laughs> you <laughs> until they figured out a way to break the news to me. <laughs> like, we're just going to go dead for like three months or two and figure out how do we tell him, Hey, you're not on here anymore. And then post like post 10 of all of, yeah, post, and then post 10 of them all in one day. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, got a very, you got a very vivid imagination, bro. <laughs> hey man. Hey, you know, when you, when you when you're sitting at home, that is true. Uh, the majority of the time, <laughs> your mind your mind tends to wander a little bit. <laughs> but uh, so so I guess the one thing is we just wanted to just get on here and just to talk, man. Just you know, just get stuff off our minds and 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 off our shoulders because I feel like this was this was kind of therapy for us. You know, what I mean, life oh, caught up, cool. and now and now we're back. And so, I mean, one thing that we were talking about um, before we even started recording was just life after COVID, right? We've been trying to keep catch up with all our patients. And now what, right? Like what's been going on with the increases and everything that's happening in Europe and the U.S. with the COVID cases? And, and now we're trying to say, hey, what's dentistry look like now? Yeah. Well, I, well, I just would not use uh, the phrase life after COVID. Okay, well, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Since okay. COVID. Since COVID, yes. <laughs> yeah. We got a long way to go. Right. People are going to think that they rec we recorded this in the future or something. <laughs> and then we got conspiracy theories coming out. Yeah, right. Talking about, you know, I knew that podcast was in those people were in the future. Right. <laughs> That's why they released it after the election. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah. now what, right? It's been almost six months, right? Uh, and, and Kyle, uh, you brought up the fact that now you're starting to see that hygiene is kind of dwindling down when it comes to the, the need for hygiene. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my experience and what I've been reading on journals and stuff has been, you know, dentistry really rebounded back fast. Once we were allowed to reopen again, the majority of the patients across the country were ready and willing to come in, see the dentist, get their stuff taken care of. And there, there is, has been groups of people that are still scared to come out, uh, which is understandable. Uh, but uh, for those, you know, these past couple of months since we've been allowed to, to go open, I, I think everybody has been doing um, some of their highest production numbers they've ever done because there is that big backlog of being shut down for two and a half months. And something offices are running into now Six months ago, when we didn't have, when we were shut down, hygienists weren't seeing patients. Patients weren't getting scheduled for recall. Uh, so fast forward to now, those hygienist schedules are empty because we didn't weren't seeing patients six months ago. And so that's, uh, I think some people referred to it as the great slowdown is coming, uh, which we're, we're really at the beginning part of that. So I didn't know if you guys were 
how that affects you guys as specialists. If you've been seeing any of that now, or do you anticipate if dental offices are going to be forced to slow down for the month of November and December, are you anticipating any kind of slowing down at, at your practices? Well, for me personally, like I'm starting to notice a shift, right? Uh, and, and what's happening when it comes to a lot of general dentists wanting to do their own procedures, wanting to do their own uh, treatments. You know, even if they're specialty treatments like implants and extractions and, you know, crown lengthenings and so forth, you know, or just wanting to get the patient back to do other stuff versus and then ignoring like the things that they may need. Like, hey, this patient is going to need crown lengthening, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go ahead and put a crown on there and then hope for the best. Like I'm getting a lot mm-hmm. of that because crown lengthening will slow down your the, the, the end product, which is get that crown on there, get that revenue. Right. So right. I'm noticing a lot of that. Um, I. You know, I I think it's basically when what COVID happened, COVID basically got people scared of their future. They got people scared to, hey, you know what? I need to just make as much money as possible. So now it becomes this hoarding uh, mentality where it's like, I just need to just make, make, make. I don't need to send it out or anything. Let's just do, do, do. So that if it were to happen again and you're starting to see it in Europe, everything is shutting down again. If it were to shut down, then at least I'm somewhat okay. So I honestly mm-hmm. think it's a fear mentality right now. And that's what I'm noticing when it comes to perio. I can't speak on endo, but, you know, Dr. Dennis is here for that. So um, <clears throat> I I see it. It's been going quite well uh, for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's each month it's, it's getting more productive, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so I noticed that uh, more offices are seeing more patients like let's say i might go to office uh two months ago they only had one general dentist working in the office now they might have three uh so Mm -hmm. they're definitely uh increasing their patient load but you also have to keep in mind that you know i'm in texas uh so texas kind of has a reckless abandonment mentality when it comes to covid Right. You know, they're like, oh, all we got to do is put on the mask, you know, and, 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 every, and everything is the so, same. So you had to bring <laughs> that country voice out. Put on the mask. Yeah. But I mean, like, so that's that's what I've noticed. Okay. I've noticed um, I feel like especially once the governor uh, went to 75 percent capacity. Uh, for businesses while the COVID cases were significantly increasing. That kind of sent a, you know, a mixed message. Uh, So people are, people are out. Right. But, but, but here's a question. Do you notice a slowdown in the office? So basically, you know, maybe you're catching up from the back, the backlog of patients, but do you notice that it's, it's going to be sustainable or continuous? I don't know I, if it is. I think like I'm, I'm in my personal opinion, I feel like I'm somewhere starting to slow down because I've, the offices I've, are starting to slow down. I've produced more each month. Okay. Since, since COVID like okay. each month I produced more than the last month. I, uh, I would, I, I'm curious to see where you are at the end of November and December because right. what, I just finished October, looked at the numbers and my October numbers of production are still higher than what, last December, last January, last February were before 
COVID shutdown. Right. November is when I'm, my office is really going to probably slow down about 50%. Uh, and that I be, there, there's going to be a lag for specialists because we're the ones referring to you guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, looking ahead, if that is going to affect specialists, even, I mean, I know you guys are pulling from multiple locations, but, um, yeah, I, I would think you guys would have a little bit of a lag for that slowdown to show up. I mean, if you want to compare my 2019 numbers to my 2020 numbers, I'm, I'm making significantly less. Right. Okay. Than, right. than I made in 2019. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to make probably two thirds the revenue this year than what I made last year. Right. Right. And I'm seeing but, that too. Yep. But. You know, if you asked me four months ago how I project to see the the rest of the year, I'm like, I probably am only going to make half. Mm. Right. You know, so like it's from that standpoint, you know, like each month it has gotten better uh, as far as revenue. But again, oh, I will say this. A lot of the teeth that I see are, I would say, at best guarded prognosis. Yeah. As before, I would see a lot less teeth. There, I would see more teeth that were fair or a good prognosis. And that was a whole lot more guarded prognosis. Wait a minute. Well, so, so speak uh, on that. Yeah. What does that mean? Like in, you know, comparison, like, are you saying that the teeth that you're doing root canals on are, have a higher chance of failure later on? Or, I mean, what are we saying? Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it in that manner. Right. I mean, but, but what I but, mean, you're saying that are you saying that you're not getting like quality referrals now or you know what I mean? I would I would say more leaning toward that. So let's say if I had 10 patients in a day before I might see two teeth that had a guarded prognosis. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, that situation, I was put on the patient like. Are you 100% dedicated to trying to save the tooth? If you are, we can do this. If not, then I happen to know a guy that can take this tooth out and put an implant. Right. Right. He's talking about me. We work work together a lot. (laughs) That's what he's getting at. I don't know why he just doesn't say my name, but okay. (laughs) It's kind of it's kind of very very shady and backwards. You know what I mean? I know a guy. (laughs) Uh, And then he slides my card to them. (laughs) Like what (laughs) what are you doing in your practice, bro? That's weird. Call him on Tuesday. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him I sent you. (laughs) <laughs> but but I'd say now if I look on my schedule, five out of ten of those patients have uh teeth that have a guard prognosis. Okay. Well now, that, do you that, do you think that is because of yes. uh, you know, three or four months of that cavity getting bigger and bigger and you don't have as much tooth structure left? Or is is that what you're seeing that's making it a guarded prognosis is not enough tooth structure or let me let me add that let me add on to that or do you think that the general dentists are doing the more fair prognosis ones and sending you the stuff that uh, they don't want to deal with i was leaning more along the lines of what you said dr the second one okay so then you kind of agree that they're doing their own cases and trying to have the horde mentality i I can't say that they're 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 doing more because i don't right 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 but I do know that the the level of difficulty of the cases has increased right. and the prognosis is not as favorable as it once was. Mm. 
But I mean, I, like, like Kyle, like you said, I mean, there's there's definitely a possibility that that patient hasn't been to the dentist for eight months and it was diagnosed eight months ago. Right. Right. You know, yeah. so now that, you know, now the cavity is three times the size it was before. Um, yeah. I mean, when, when June, July, August, uh, those were some of my, the highest production months or they were the highest production months my office has ever seen. Right. And it was because what probably would have been a filling patient comes in three months later, has a toothache. Now we're doing a root canal and crown on them. So I personally, as a general dentist, I was doing a lot of my own root canals. I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, two, sometimes three root canals a day, crowns on top of at the same time. So that's what helped push those production numbers up. But on the, on the other side, teeth that needed those root canals three months ago, now they're, uh, you know, bombed out completely. And, uh, it, Again, that's where it comes into that questionable prognosis. How long is this gonna gonna last? Right. Probably a better idea to have the tooth taken out. Yeah. But some general dentists don't want to be the one that says, Let's get this tooth out. Some of them are more apt to say, Let's send you to the specialist, see what they have to say. Well, <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I'll say. <laughs> then they're sending that patient to the wrong person. They sent it to me because <laughs> well, <laughs> the patient wants to save it. I'm like, all right, we're going to try. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. so that, that, that speaks to another thing too, right? Um, as, as an endodontist, as an oral surgeon, uh, periodontist, right? If, if you send it to us for, for our, our, um, restorability or, or basically our opinion, our opinion is going to be very much guarded towards, uh, what we know. Right. Right. Can you do a root canal? Yes. <laughs> can you right. take this tooth out? Yes. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it's not. Can I restore this tooth? That's not our decision to make. We don't do that. Right. You That's know, but I get a lot of patients stuff. some yeah. coming to me talking about, hey, can we keep this tooth? I don't know. I mean, yeah. do you want to keep this tooth? Can you keep this tooth? That's a question that a general dentist should be an answering, not me. Yeah. I've been right. getting a lot of that question uh, a lot lately as well. Right. Like, oh, doc, well, what do you think? And I say, look. My, I'm an endodontist. My job is to save teeth. <laughs> right. That's going to be very biased. I mean, if you're sitting here with an oral surgeon, they probably tell you to take it out. Right. So, but, but that's, again, but now let's transition to where do you think dentistry is going when it comes to this? Right. I used to remember when I was a resident at the VA, Kyle, you know, we were, we were taught that we led the, the the prognosis of a tooth right we led them towards right. one way we say hey i i can restore this tooth can you do the root canal that was the question right. we would ask it wouldn't yep. be send it to the end on this <laughs> let them look at it do whatever they want and then bring it back to me that was never the right. case right but mm -hmm. it seems yep. like it's changing in a way and i'm not sure why why is that the, the case well i will say this is that um one of the blessings for me personally of COVID is that it gave me opportunity to streamline uh, who I work with. Okay. Okay. So um, I was able to uh, reduce the amount of uh, referring dentists that I work with. It sounds and like he's breaking it. up. Doesn't it sound like he's breaking up with people? <laughs> but he doesn't want to, it's not your fault, me. <laughs> Uh, so if you're in the Houston area and, you don't, <laughs> and, and Dr. Dennis doesn't take referrals from you anymore, it's because you're sending them garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he streamlined well, his referral <laughs> basis. <laughs> well, like, you know, 
again, I've been working with a lot of the, a lot of people that I work with for a long time. Mm-hmm. So like uh, over the time, over the years, I can see what their restorative capabilities are when it comes to a tooth that is receiving endodontic treatment. So that kind of helped me streamline the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> who I'm working with. He, okay, let so me it's, let it's me a blessing. Let me go ahead and see if I can help you with this. You're saying you're tired of dealing with people that don't know how to do the restorable part of it, so you just stopped working with them and started to streamline it towards people that are going to give you no. more um, predictable crowns. Well, I'm I'm not saying as far as someone knows how to do something or doesn't know how to do something. Okay. I'm just saying I'm saying that uh, as far as case selection, those individuals that are actually picking cases that they can successfully restore. Okay. Those are the people that I'm working with. No, it, it's it's your job as specialist to make me look good as a general dentist, but it's also my job as a general dentist to make you guys look good. Because if I send right. a, a tooth to have a, a root canal done by the end of honest, he sends it back to me with a, a temporary filling in it. I drill the thing out. Saliva's getting in there, contaminating everything. I put a crown on it. Hey, my crown looks great. I don't know what happened to the root canal. You're going to have to go back to see the, the endodontist. That makes you look bad. So I, I completely under, agree with you that if you're not getting quality referrals from quality dentists, that you can do everything right as the, the specialist. And if it's not, if the patient isn't taken care of the right way after they leave your office, then that makes you look bad. Well, okay, then, Kyle, you brought up a great point. I, I mean, I think this is time where I start to vent a little bit. But okay, so you brought up a point, right? You said, you said, my fault was this, this, and this, and because of that, I can see where the issue, lay, you know, like happened. Like, so if you have a failed root canal, you can say, well, it could have been this point, this point, at this point, right? It's right. not just directed away from you. And right. I find that a lot of people, when they refer to a specialist and something does go wrong, it's always directed at, it must have been the specialist. Right. It couldn't have been me at all. Had to be the specialist. You know right. what I mean? And I feel like that gets us to a point where we're basically button heads and the only people that are in the middle of this are the patient. The patient right. doesn't care whose fault it was. It was just get it, get it figured out. Or it could be because it's a the human body and sometimes things don't heal the way they're supposed to. Right. It could be the patient's fault for not following up and doing what they're supposed to do. But people point more do. people point fingers more readily than, than not, right? I would say, yeah, a lot of patients do want to uh point blame at someone for something not working right. the way or having the result that they had anticipated in their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, when I have patients like that, I let them know, like, hey, you know, this nothing was guaranteed. You know, this was an attempt to save your tooth. But what about the people and that I, actually do guarantee stuff? Like people I, try to get I, me to guarantee my implants. I'm like, I, I can't. Do you guarantee your car? I can't speak <laughs> for anyone why anyone would ever guarantee anything in dentistry. <laughs> uh, because there is nothing a man has ever made that lasted forever. Thank you. So how can you guarantee, you can't even guarantee that the street isn't going to have a pothole in it tomorrow. <laughs> well, and, and I, I, I think that's a problem that we as dentists have created for ourselves. Come on now. Medicine hasn't, don't, doesn't have that problem. At all. If you, if somebody has a joint replaced, a knee replaced, and they, you know, have to go back in six months later because, and do a revision or replace the knee again, the patient's like, ah, just 
didn't heal right. The the mm -hmm. uh, the joint replacement didn't take. If something goes wrong with their tooth, where it's freezing cold to boiling hot to acid to sugar to all this stuff they throw at it, chewing on it and everything. Uh, if something goes wrong, you must be a horrible dentist. That yep. why why do I have to pay for this again? Yeah. Well, because you were chewing on rocks and your teeth aren't meant to chew on rocks. Well, that's it, it should have lasted longer. I just put a bunch of money into this. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It's funny, Kyle, that you bring that up. I always use an analogy that, you know, imagine when you get your car, right? You get a car and you use your car maybe 20, 30 percent of the time. The rest of the time is just mm -hmm. sitting there, right? Yeah. You use your, your teeth probably 80 percent of the time. But yet mm -hmm. you expect us to give you a guarantee for 5, 10, 20 years. And after yeah. about three or four years, you go and, and get a new car. And you spent probably like 10 times the price for that car that you did for that crown. Yeah. Now, how does yeah. that make any sense that you will say, yeah, in three years, I'm probably going to need a new car. But you expect your crown that costs thirty, you know, 3000 versus 30000 You expect that $30,000 thing to break down in like three, four years. But your $3,000 crown that you use 80% of the time to last you 20, 30 years. I don't get yeah. that. It's because yeah. it's connected to their body. That's it's all that's all that it comes down to. It's good. Well, no, I, I honestly believe that Kyle's correct. We give them unreasonable expectations. I believe yeah. I really believe that. And I'm not saying that, you know, dentists are gonna be bad or bad or whatever. No, I just think that like you said, your body is so difficult to predict. Well, listen to the orthopedic surgeons that are putting those joints in. They always under promise, hey, this is this is a ten year knee when <laughs> You know, everybody you talk to, they oh, it's been in there 15, 20 years. It's right. because they, you know, undersold it and over-delivered. Right. And dentistry, if we're trying to get people to continue to come in the door, a lot of dentistry is, you know, over-promising and not being able to deliver and dig yourself out of a hole afterward. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and yeah. you know, like, for example, from the perio point with implants, right, you know, the whole tooth in a day, you know, their mindset is, oh, I go in. I come out and I'm back to normal all within one day. And I'm like, right. your body doesn't even heal like that. You've gotten a paper cut that's lasted <laughs> longer. You know what I mean? Right. It's taking what, you longer to heal. And you expect so us always, to redo the whole jaw. It doesn't make any <clears throat> sense. So I tell the patients, I'm like, if you cut off the tip of your pinky, it probably takes some time to heal, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, same thing. <laughs> yeah. now, now throw in some uh, people that smoke with the implants, and right. they're they're you know you're not blowing yeah. smoke into a, a a knee replacement or a hip replacement or anything. Mm -hmm. You're you're taking care of it. And dentistry, we have turned dentistry into a commodity. Yes. And it's it's yes. getting further away from healthcare and more in the lines of commodity. Let's look at this as a business, not as a service that we provide to patients uh, to improve their quality of life, which we we still do. But there's a big business aspect of it because there's a lot of money to be made with dentistry. And I, I probably I, know the answer to this, but <laughs> who do you think is to blame, Kyle? A dentist. Oh, you didn't say insurance. Normally, you say insurance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the insurance fault. Insurance, insurance is. Yeah. You caught me off guard. You I apologize. Guard. You're, ab you're absolutely right. It's all the insurance. No, it's it's funny you mentioned that car analogy mm -hmm. uh, because I've been getting a lot of patients uh, that have inlays and onlays that are coming and and they'll have a, a marginal ridge that has a crack on it. 
And all of them will ask me, did the dentist crack my tooth when they were and and I'm <laughs> and then I go back to the whole car analogy. I'm like, no, that is not what happened. Right. And I was like, the force of your jaw is 300 psi, mm. 300 pounds of pressure, right? Yeah. That's when you bite down. And I said, your car, your tires, when you fill them up with air, are about 35. <laughs> yeah, if you got a right? good tire, right? yeah, you usually and that's like holding up a 5,000 pound car. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way your dentist broke this too. This was from you biting down on it. But they you know, they it, need to blame somebody else. That's the, the right, I think yeah. the issue. And the problem is I think dentists are so afraid to upset anybody, right? Like you don't you you couldn't imagine going to like a uh oncologist and they're like uh afraid to tell you if you've got a cancer or anything. No, they're like, okay, let's tell you what it is and let's face it head on and let's try to figure out how we can you know, we can we can get rid of this. We can solve this problem. Right. It's not let's right. pretend and kick it down to, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm the oncologist, but let me send you to the cardiologist and he'll tell you what the problem is, that you got right. cancer. And I'll write it down and have the <laughs> cardiologist tell you you got cancer. That's not how it works. Yeah. But in dentistry, it's let's kick it down the road. And then, and yeah. then sooner or later, somebody's going to say what the bad news is, that tooth needs to go or you need a root canal or, you know what I mean? Or, or we need to get a uh, sample. A biopsy, yes, it's in this pathology, right? Something, it's but it all, it's like it's almost like everybody's afraid to just, just you know, it's, it's, people are afraid to to give bad news to patients or something. Yeah, and I think that well, feeds into the business aspect. Like, oh, we don't want to be that office that gives bad news at all. We want to be this happy-go-lucky, joyful office without any bad news. And, and there is a disconnect <laughs> with the patients, also, where if you start to see severe attrition with okay. bruxism whatever mm -hmm. uh they're they're going through their enamel and you tell somebody look you need we need to address this or 15 20 years from now you're not going to have anything left uh mm -hmm. and, and they they the patients are the ones that are pushing it down the road mm -hmm. until it gets to the point where look we we've crossed that path now you have to lose your teeth mm -hmm. well why didn't we do anything about this earlier I've been trying for years, man. You wouldn't <laughs> take responsibility for it. You're, yeah. you tell me you don't grind your teeth and you're sitting there grinding side to side the whole time I'm talking to you. So I, I think patients need to take some of that responsibility too. That I agree. Dentistry is part of medicine. It, your mouth is attached to the rest of your body. It functions uh, biology biologically like the rest of the body. And you have to look at dentistry as the same way you would look at any of the medical professions. I agree. I agree. And because uh, a lot of patients, but here's the thing is that a lot of patients when they go to the dentist, but again, it's the way dental offices market. Mm, right. I think it's yeah. part of their, that fault is that they come in and they're like, I need better customer service. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, you are not a customer. You are a patient. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the doctor's yeah. office. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, yeah. but their yeah. mentality is that is that it, you know, it's like you said, like uh, I, when you <laughs> I'm thinking about um, when you go to Disney World and it's a it's a small world after all. It's like playing uh -huh. in the background. Right. That's when they walk into the <laughs> office and everybody's like, yay, great. Yay. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like that's just that's just not that's how dental offices are marketed. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, here's and here's something. Here's something, guys. When was the last time you guys saw uh, any dental office say free exam? 
Oh, I oh, see it on Windows. Oh, every, no, 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 I, no. I'm I, talking about. I'm not talking about. I mean, dental offices versus medical offices. When was the last time you saw a medical never. office say anything about yeah. free exam? Never. Um, it it will not be. It will not be. There will be no postage. Yeah. About a free the, exam. There, there was a, a pop up gynecologist that showed up a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. He's a he, Kyle. He's he was a pervert. No, he was a pervert, yeah, Kyle. <laughs> the thing is, is that most patients, uh, depending on their insurance probably won't have to pay anything for things right but no one advertises and said we will not even charge your insurance for any you know what i mean like in dental you'll see yeah. you'll see you'll say like free exam free x-ray free whitening oh yeah when did yeah. any when did any physicians any mds have on their free exam free rectal cancer screening <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like yeah. they don't do that they don't yeah. do that. Honestly, we do lot, it all the a time. A lot of the medical offices aren't taking new patients, period, let alone That's trying true. to get people in for free. Right. That is true. They're taking it a lot more serious than yes. uh, COVID, a lot more serious than, than dental offices. And are. that's what I'm saying. It's like dentistry has become a joke now. And we get mad yeah. when MDs and physicians don't really respect us, but we don't respect ourselves. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We advertise for basically like carnival. Like <laughs> basically, yeah. We're a carnival now. <laughs> The <laughs> only thing that physicians respect about dentistry or dentists in mm -hmm. general is the lifestyle. Yes. That is the yeah. only thing that they respect. Yes. Yeah. I completely I, I, I completely agree with you. I yep. completely agree with you. But it's funny. I just don't think that, you know, we get upset, and especially oral surgeons. They get really mad when, you know, they're not getting that respect from the MDs, you know, even, to, even if they have an MD degree. Um, but it's basically what we've done to ourselves. You know, yeah. what I mean, I honestly think dentistry has become a joke in that sense. You know, like it went from, you know, hey, that's my dentist and I'm going to I go respect him. I respect his time. I show up on time. You know, I, I, I listen to everything they have to say to now. Oh, well, if you don't tell me what I want to hear as a patient, I'm just going to go next door. And that next door guy is going to give me a free, free whiteness on top of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think do you think part of that is because medicine is so specialized that when it comes to procedures, there is pretty much only a limited number of ways to treat that certain area. So if you have uh, a certain kind of cancer, this is really the protocol that is followed generally, the standard of care, where in dentistry, it's how, how many different or treatment plans will you get if 100 dentists look at the same patients? Uh, you know I what? It, go ahead, Gary, go ahead, and then I'll, I'll follow up. I think it has to do with insurance because in, yes. in, me yes, in, in medicine, <laughs> right, right, right. In medicine, there's coding for diagnosis. So you get paid for diagnosis. There right. is no payment. There's no coding in dentistry for diagnosing. There was only coding for treatment besides, you know, exam. Okay. Oh, exam. You know. Right. So, so like you. Oh, vitality you can, test. You don't get paid for that. You can charge it, but you won't get paid for it. it yeah, insurance probably won't pay. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. So, but it, with, with medicine, like there's books and books of CD or CDT coding for diagnosing. Mm -hmm. So they, mm -hmm. these guys are getting paid just to be like, oh, you have a bruise. <laughs> oh, you have a cold. <laughs> Oh, you have the flu. And that doesn't happen in dentistry. That'd be, right? be $400. Thank you. Yeah, right. You actually have to like cut on a tooth to get paid. And that's that's the difference. Well, um, 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of disagree a little bit, Kyle. I don't know if it's as limited as you think when it comes to MDs and, and medicine, right? Because I feel like there's so many different factors that go into that cold and that bruise or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? I know we're trying mm-hmm. to simplify it, um, but I, I agree with you, right? Um, they they spend a lot more time diagnosing, right? While we want to get to the end result, like you said, uh, Gary, which is let me do the procedure. Right. And sometimes it's funny. I, I, I've seen this where they think, oh, it's a it's a the tooth is fractured. All right, cool. You think it's fractured. Right. You don't know for sure. Instead of taking a CBCT, you're like, oh, you take it. Let, let's just take it out because I think that that has to be it. That has to be it. Right. And you're maybe 90 percent. But we leave that 10 percent up to chance. Right. Mm-hmm. While in medicine, they're like, OK, I think it's this. I'm 90 percent sure. But you know what? Go get this scan. Go do this. Go do that. They'll send you around all that's over true. the place to make sure that they're ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that that's exactly yeah. what it is. And Dennis, we don't do that. We just get to the let's do work on it. And that's it. Right. Let's do something. Right. And so, again, does yeah. it come down to what patients expect from us or does it come yes. down to what we expect from ourselves? I, I, I Well, we expect to get paid for our time. Okay. One. And the only way right. is to do work. <laughs> so you got to do a procedure. Yeah. Right. And then two, um, yes, patient expectation. If a patient comes to your office and they're like, this hurts, and you do nothing, that's a problem. But you not in medicine. But not in medicine. Not in medicine. No, not at all. No, medicine. Not, not, you, not, you, you, you spend all day going to different hospi- offices and hospitals getting scans. Like, we're going to well, And I they're okay with that. That's special. Yeah. I, I, I went to see my, my family doctor. I said, man, I, I, he asked, how's everything going? Uh, you know, my back's been hurting or my knees have been hurting. Mm-hmm. From, what, what can we do about it? <laughs> Nothing. You're stuck with that. So I was like, <laughs> like all right. I guess. Uh, he, yeah, he was like, how old are you? All right, oh, cool. yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about time. it. But yeah. yeah, you're right. If you go in to see a dentist, this hurts. There, you're expected. You got to fix this because that's yeah. what we do. We're right. we're we're tooth. Uh, I mean, we shouldn't say this, but tooth mechanics. That's that's what we work on. Yes, I was gonna say tooth genie. But, but yeah, mechanic, mechanic is probably way more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> way more accurate. That's very true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of mechanics. <laughs> so, so, so then, what do we do? What do we do? Right? We've basically been, well, you know, we've we've reduced our education down to mechanic. No offense to mechanics, because they know way more than I do about cars, and that's why I go and get ripped off every time. But uh, well, you still got to diagnose. You still, you still, right, even though but, we're not really right. getting compensated but, for it. Okay. Okay, well, Gary, then right. here's a question then. Why are people so bad at diagnosing? A lot of dentists are horrible at diagnosing. Bad. Because, and I, and I would agree with you. Yes. Because but, the dental education is getting worse. Uh, it's coming from the dental schools. I agree. Yes. And then, agree. And, then, and the thing is, is that your requirements are not based off of diagnosis. No. They're based off of procedures. So mechanic. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're saying yeah. that the dental school is basically gearing everything towards being a mechanic. I mean, if they, they if emphasize they more, time, more because that's where we make our money. Okay. Yeah. We're, if they spend more time diagnosing and treatment planning, then they would honestly, you'd have a lot better dentist. Like if you go back, if you go back 40 years and you look at the dentist that came out 40 years ago, mm-hmm. those guys are way better dentists, mm-hmm. the majority yeah. than than dentists are now right but like we have more technology more <laughs> De- yeah, true, true that's it but they could do way more stuff yep. they could diagnose so much better yep. like even even like if we, as if you look at cbct right 
CBTCT is a wonderful, amazing tool, mm-hmm. right? It's like having the cheat codes on a video game. Yes. It's, it's great. It's great, right? But the thing is, is that the more and more dentists that rely on the CBCT have less and less ability to diagnose an x-ray. That's it. That's it. So, so That's it. The specialist of what? Uh, oral medicine is now a specialty, recognized specialty through dentistry. You guys aware of that? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah we're yeah, waiting okay. for you to. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, okay. That, I, I'm. I would love if if there's a an oral medicine specialist that listens to this show. Uh, I would love to have somebody come on because that's what they do. They they're diagnosing in a medical sense the way a a, a medical mm-hmm. doctor would diagnose. So I'm curious to see what how their practice is set up, how they're how they bill patients, how insurance is reimbursed for them, if they do at all, because they're not doing, a, from my understanding, they're not doing a lot of procedures like a general dentist or a specialist or a uh, traditional specialist. Mm-hmm. They were more in the lines of, you know, the more complicated things where you're looking at the body as a whole, other conditions involved, uh, the whole oral medicine aspect of it. Well, and I bet you they're probably in academia too. I don't yeah, see I them ever doing that in private not practice. That many. Yeah, like even if you look at if you go back to like oral pathology, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are so like if they if they have a practice, they're also working at a school, right? Like that's true. Like yeah, not, it's just not there's not that much patient flow, right? Yeah, uh, and, and and then also insurance reimbursement mm-hmm. for procedures uh, for this to be like a standalone thing practice. Yeah, yeah, unless they are billing medical insurance. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Well, which that is, is something true. that a lot yeah. of people are starting to do now. Like, I've seen so many CEs about how to build for medical and all this other stuff. You know, Let, let's th- talk about that. <laughs> that could be in the next episode. I mean, that was you know, I mean, that was a little transition. You know, see, this, this is what I do now. Like, I'm trying to organize <laughs> this podcast after three months hiatus. I had a lot to think too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how can we make this podcast the way it was intended to be, which is basically us bitching and complaining and 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 putting it out there what dentistry looks like. And I honestly think this episode did that. You know what I mean? Still, well, since you brought that up, yeah, please. Um, I like I was actually trying to uh get some of those I don't know fast result covid tests so I could actually start testing the patients in the office before I see mm-hmm. them the 15 minute ones yes okay right but the Texas uh state board of dental examiners has not authorized mm-hmm. dentists to do the testing to do the covid testing which, Which is oh, don't get me started. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no. So it actually pisses me off because uh, <laughs> uh, what was it about ooh, a month and a half, two months ago, right? Uh, my daughter, my daughter went back to daycare and uh, she got a cold, and so therefore mm-hmm. I got a cold, right? But because we're living in this world of uh, COVID, I said let me just cancel my my day and go get a COVID test. I went mm-hmm. to go get a COVID test. Somebody, I mean, it was a fifty. It was one of those like um, rapid ones, right? Stuck it in my nose, pulled it out. Okay, you can go now. 15, 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. Hey, you're negative. I said, oh, no crap. I didn't think I had it, but it is what it is. Cool. Moving on my life, right? Gary, that is less invasive (laughs) than what we do given anesthesia. So please tell me why the dental board does not trust us to do a procedure like that. 
so with 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 them not authorizing it. Okay, authorized. I, I apologize. It doesn't yes. mean you can't do it. Right, it but just they don't want you to. Get, yeah, and or like there's no dental uh, reimbursement for performing the procedure. Right. If you happen to poke someone in the eye instead of it going <laughs> in their nose and they sued you, then you would definitely lose that case. Right. That's, that's yeah. Now, something that's getting uh, some growing momentum is the ability for dentists to give vaccinations, specifically a COVID vaccination, flu vaccines, uh, once a vaccine, if a vaccine becomes available, how do you administer 330 million vaccines in a timely manner? Mm -hmm. Most dental offices have... Uh, I have 60, 70, 80 people coming through my door on a daily basis that I, if they sit in the chair, I can potentially give a vaccine that is, uh, again, less invasive than a lot of stuff that we do. Right. It's a, a little shot in the arm and some states are allowing this to happen, allowing dentists to do this. My question, and this is going back to medical insurance where dental offices are billing medical because they want to tap into that revenue source. Are we as dentists going to shoot ourselves in the foot by wanting to tap into medical insurance and then all of a sudden we now have to play by medical insurance rules instead of, I mean, dental insurance is complicated enough trying to get payment. Medical insurance is a whole nother beast. I agree. I mean, are we going to get wrapped up in the whole medical system where we lose, completely lose that autonomy, where we have to have medical billing people? dictate or that we dictate our notes to that are specifically paid to to get those claims uh to submit it the right way that meets the the medical insurance guidelines so that that's a big concern i have with trying to tap into that revenue source i wouldn't i wouldn't bill uh bill insurance for it i'd be like this is the cash fee no no but what he's saying is if you start building building insurance cuz medical insurance will pay more for certain things right exams x-rays and so forth they pay more right so right. dentists are going to look at that and say I want to build for that right but here's the problem I don't believe that dentists and dental offices are as detail oriented as they should be in order to right. build medical I don't believe When's that. When's the last time you put out a diagnosis code on <laughs> right, any of your exactly. insurance? Right. We just say, this is what we did. We don't say, <laughs> right. this is the diagnosis we exactly. came up with. Sometimes it's, some dentists say, I don't know, let's just do it and see if this if this does anything and there's no diagnosis at all. Well, I mean, for, for, for me, like perio, if I have, to, I have to do perio, I have to give a diagnosis what the perio is, right? But like you said, you don't give a diagnosis for crowns. You don't give one for, uh, what, restorations. You don't give one for cleaning. You know what I mean? A lot of the SRPs, are, they don't really give a diagnosis. You right. know what I mean? Like I said, detail-oriented and medical. I mean, I remember at the VA, I spent half my time writing the notes. I'm not sure if you remember this, Kyle. When we did... Worked in the OR. Yeah. You know what I mean? You spend half of your time doing a procedure and the other half was writing all these notes. I don't right. see dentists yep. being that oriented, detail-oriented, especially when you're trying to leave by 5 o'clock to go catch your golf game or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know, go go on that boat of yours. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hate both. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. as as dentists, are, are we going to run into a problem where a lot of offices are pushing to be able to get medical insurance? Uh, sleep apnea is a big one. Yes. And there's a big push for dentists to do sleep apnea treatments. 
And without proper diagnosis of that either. Without proper, yeah, exactly. So to tap into that, when is it gonna? When is medical insurance gonna suck up dental insurance? And now we have to play by the big boy rules. I, I don't know. I and, and I, another thing that I think about also is what about liability? You know, what I mean, because with medicine, don't play with medicine. Don't think that you're not gonna get sued or anything. You know. Yeah. No, it's definitely a big, uh, liability is a big concern right? and dentistry isn't, I mean, there's big treatment plans and, and, but somebody's not going to sue me for a thousand dollar crown. I don't know, Kyle. I, I don't know. It just, it, it just bothers me because yeah, I think we're looking into greed more than we are into like what actually makes sense. And, and don't get me I wrong. Agree. I think medicine and tapping into medical insurance is going to help a lot of people because a lot of people have more medical insurance than they do dental. Right. You know, so when right. you look at it from that point of view, like you're benefiting your patients big time, right? Because now you can just tap into the medical, bring down the deductive or bring down the, um, what's that? What's that? Is it deductive? Deductible. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Bring down the deductible. So then now insurance can kick in faster. So you're actually benefiting patients when you treat, when you do charge medical. But right. I don't know if dentistry is ready for that because I don't think dentistry is, you know, prepared for what medical insurance is going to do to us if we start charging out stuff through there. Right. And I think a lot of patients look at dental insurance as medical insurance. And whenever they find out when they have a big treatment plan that it's dentist, dental insurance is a discount coupon program, hmm. they get upset. Uh, so I think it would absolutely benefit patients to have dental insurance act as medical insurance or act as an actual insurance to pay for things. So I think would be would be more efficient for patients is if let's say that you have a uh, $1,500 maximum with your insurance, mm-hmm. right? Which one? Dental or medical? Uh, dental. Okay. Dental, okay. right? If the insurance company would just write them a check for $1,500, they take that money, they go to the dentist. When it's spent... It's spent. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you're maximizing your the amount of money you have for the year. Uh, I don't know if you you all ever had this, but I had a one of my friends uh, who's also a general dentist. He said that he had a patient come in and complain that he did not maximize that patient's insurance benefits for the year. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's his fault. Me, yeah, exactly. I huh. was like, "That's the patient's fault. Okay. Not your fault." Wow. He's like, "Exactly," and he's like, "But this patient actually was very upset that we did not. I don't know, do random treatment on him <laughs> until he maximized the <laughs> the amount of wow. insurance he could use for the year." Uh, so it would be easier, in my opinion, if they just write him a check their maximum and then they can use it how they want or send them like a prepaid debit card or right. something. Right. It'd be easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just like use it till till you don't have anymore. Well don't forget insurance but, doesn't want us doesn't want you to use all fifteen hundred either. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah they're they're a business. They want to keep that right. they don't want you to use they're it. They're not gonna advertise, hey by the way, here's your check. Go use it please. No. They want you to use it very <laughs> minimal and pay them the most. 
Yeah. They don't want you to go to the dentist. At all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. At all. And they want you That's to a, turn on the dentist and be like, oh, well, your dentist didn't really do this properly. That's not what we do. You know, you could have done with <laughs> mm-hmm. a big amalgam filling in there. You know what I mean? I don't know why you were getting charged with a crown when you could have had a big amalgam in there. I don't know why. <laughs> this is true. That anyway, is true. well, let's just wrap it up here. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, we've, we've helped a lot today. We've, we've, we've helped Dr. Dennis realize that we were just weren't doing anything with this podcast and uh, it, had nothing, it had nothing to do with him at all. <laughs> yeah, I think he can sleep well tonight. I no. I'm, I'm going to sleep a lot better. I'm going to no, sleep a lot better. Knowing that we, weren't, we really weren't that clever about it. We just weren't doing shit. <laughs> Uh, but no, I honestly, I, this, this is, this is what I kind of want the podcast to kind of go in this direction where it's just, let's just sit down, let's talk as friends and just kind of let people know basically what we're thinking, you know, where dentistry is going and how we can just, you know, brainstorm enough to hopefully one day somebody's sitting there going, oh, that, that's a good idea. And then they come on and they get their input or we piss off enough people where they want to come on and, <laughs> and argue with us. And I know that I would be up for that. You know, <laughs> you know if you come argue, you better come correct, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys as always, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll keep this going. All right, guys. It's gonna be in- it's gonna be interesting how it- what happens after this election. It, well, don't get me started on that. That's a whole other story. <laughs> I don't even want to get in, and <laughs> and then I don't want to start any conspiracy theories about it. I'm I'm over it. I'll be the first. I'll be the first one to let you guys. And I'm tired of seeing all these advertisements on TV. They ruin my Sunday, Mondays through the week. I, I'm just tired of dealing with all these commercials. Yeah. One yeah. one commercial is about this guy. This um uh. Indian, uh, I think he's running for Senate or something. And all they keep talking about is his, his uh, desert drug parties. And I was like, how is that a bad thing? He sounds like a cool person. <laughs> They're like, he has drug parties in the desert. I'm like, yes, that's, well, the, that's who I want to hang out with. <laughs> the, the, the question is, was it during COVID and are people wearing masks? Oh, see, you just ruined parties? it. Now I, I now I'm gonna I'm not, now I can't vote for the guy who has the if, desert drug parties. If they, if, they, if they were wearing masks, I'm all for it. Yes, <laughs> not the drug part. That that's disgusting. That part I'm not worried about. It's the fact that they were wearing masks while doing desert drug parties. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh come on. Now we're just going to a new level where you think desert drug parties are going to turn people away. You must not know this is America. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Who, whoever getting more votes for right he, they're like yes i want that desert drug party guy <laughs> all right gentlemen we'll talk all right. all right later thank you for listening to tooth be told if you have any questions or comments please email us at real dentist with an s at gmail.com that's real dentist r-e-a-l dentist with an s at gmail.com Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.